Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. Fred Durst, how are you going today, mate? <laughs> Not too bad, I've got my red hat on. Oh, okay. Is it backwards at a jaunty angle? Yeah, and I'm looking out from behind blue eyes. Oh. <laughs> Australia's number one Mitch Marsh fan and our guru, welcome Alex. Hello, fellas. How are we going? Gee, you jumped off uh, Nathan Lyon at the wrong time. He's bowled yeah, out. Yeah, I know. Isn't he? Jesus bowled him well. A man who said Dave Warner modelled his game on. Welcome, Michael. Hello, gents. Hello, Mick. Uh, today we come to you from the Twin Frederick Harold Sock Company Studios. This is a Big Lug production brought to you by our Platinum Partners for 2017. New finished car wash, the once a year car polish. Turn off. CLR Clear. Enzit Australia, Renault Infinity, Suvlaki Hut, Kids Eat Free, and Michelangelo, it's Chelsea Heights. <laughs> Don't forget our Patreon and Kickstarter campaigns give that we may record better and get locks for our doors. <laughs> hey, Ross, uh, yes. I was fortunate enough to have a, a beer with the, the Frederick Harold Sock Company man, and mm-hmm. basically the only thing he said all day was he didn't want to finish up like new finished car polish. Ah. <laughs> oh. Uh, I actually saw in the supermarket during the week a bottle or container of CLR Clear. Really? Oh, we might have to stop yes. that sponsorship yeah. then if they're still yeah. going. So we'll I struck them off the. Uh, <laughs> I might have to strike them off the list. I'm going to send them a fax and ask what's going on. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, first of all, it's national team talk, and let's talk first. Test. Take it away. Mm. All right. Well, Nathan Lyon bowled quite well. Yeah. Unbelievably well for scant reward. I, I can't mm. believe after that innings yesterday that the first person you talk about is Nathan Lyon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yeah, I know. Like, it's a bit well, of a soft... Can we give rewind? Sure, give, sure, give Sean Marsh some love, mate. Yeah, <laughs> 40 <laughs> over. That two was the Let's... best two ever. <laughs> Let's rewind to the selections, first of all. Then we'll get into yeah. day one, day two, yeah. and so on. That's a logical so, way of looking at it, Ross. Good work. Yes. The selections. Tim Payne. That was an interesting selection. Oh, yeah. Probably the really only interesting one. I know Sean Marsh was oh, interesting-ish, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. you know, he's always in the mix because he's Sean Marsh. And yeah, yeah. I think, um, who's the other idiot? Bancroft. Bancroft. I mean, when you make 200 and whatever you yeah. make against the yeah. test team, um, yeah. you're hardly likely to be in there. So, I think, yeah, Tim Payne was very interesting. Uh, and being the resident mm. wicket-keeping expert that I am, yeah. uh, the catch he dropped off Nathan Lyon. Oh, a dolly. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't call it a dolly. Okay. Uh, hit him pretty high on the drummy, but yeah. still at that level, probably should. Yeah, 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 but Darren yeah. Berry was on Twitter, as Darren yes. Berry likes to do, and yeah. defending yeah. him, saying... Was he, was he just sort of being reasonable, or yeah. a bit over the top, you reckon? <laughs> no, no, I think it was reasonable, because obviously okay. Nathan Lyon spinning the ball back into the right-hander, once it catches the edge, the, yeah, 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 the angle changes. goes the other way, as yeah. it is with uh, a leg. Darren Berry you know, said that right-arm off-spinners bowling to right-hand batsmen getting outside edges were the hardest catches in cricket. Yeah, and I'd say that's fair enough too. Just with the angle change, it's so yeah. sudden as opposed mm-hmm. to like someone like Warnie who's bowling. And you know it's going to go that way anyway, so yeah, you sort of yeah, just follow yeah, the ball yeah, with yeah, it. I think Tim Payne's got to go in 
and then adjust his gloves to go back out. So it's well, I think for his own confidence and oh, the confidence of the Australian public, it would have been yeah. nice to see Glover. It would have <laughs> yeah. taken a lot of pressure yeah. off him. Everyone would have been like, oh, great, okay, it's fine. Yeah. What was nice is that I think it was Johnny Bairstow who went to slog, went out of the park and skied it, yeah. and it was going towards square leg, but Tim Payne called square leg out and said, yeah. I'll take it, and yeah. sort of still had the I actually wasn't on him with that. It was, like, it was like watching local cricket. <laughs> 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 I don't know much about this Payne character. He only played a couple of tests. Does he, is he going to like, likely to drop this because he's nah. overall. He was always going to catch that. Yeah. The interesting thing about the Payne selection is just the comments from Trevor Holmes that we've chosen Tim because he's the best clubman in Australia. Yeah. Which is fine if that's your opinion and that's obviously the opinion of the selection panel. Yes. But the state he comes from doesn't even view him as the best clubman in the state. <laughs> but you and made haven't a good done point. for a few years. Yeah. 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 Mm. You made a good point to me the other day where we had a really good clubman in Neville. Yeah. And then we wanted someone who can bat, so we dropped Neville. Yeah. But now we get Wade in, and now we want a Gloveman again, so we drop Wade and bring in Payne. Yeah. It's just a merry-go-round yeah. of winger But the, th- the weird thing about that too is then, if, if it wasn't Neville's glove work that got him dropped, why didn't he come back in? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, he but, wasn't combative enough. I don't think he said the word cunt enough. Yeah. But I read, I read an article earlier this morning that obviously when Tim Payne was thinking about quitting... And the new CEO for Tasmanian Cricket come in and had a discussion with one of the high-performance chiefs at Cricket Australia. Mm. And they checked out the depth chart. And Tim Payne was really high up on the wicketkeepers one. So that's why they offered... That's uh-huh. why Tassie offered him a new two-year deal, because they thought that in the next couple of years he might play Test Cricket again. Oh, OK. Oh, so, so the, the depth chart is, like, who's next in line? Basically, yeah. So they just have, like... Well, these are the so they send that out to states? They must do. That's yeah. so, so, that, so it's similar in the way it's, like... For lack of when you play like, like NFL do yeah. depth charts, so you play like Madden for example, because yeah. is where Mike and you'll have like who's the backup quarterback and yeah. who's the third string, and they do the same. They rank all the wide receivers oh, okay. on each team, and so they're clearly doing that. Yeah. So they're going. Here's all the openers in Australia in order. Here's like the nut, like the threes and yeah. fours. This is who he thinks the... next? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And the really high that one. they would do that. And so, I reckon if they didn't do that, they'd probably oh, not do it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I didn't even think the fact that, that we're sitting like here that. amazed by it just proves how little faith, <laughs> little faith we have in that the Australian I'm selectors actually know what they're doing. I'm surprised. Sorry to interrupt. I'm surprised you're amazed by this because this came out a couple of years ago and we did our own depth charts. Oh, we did. Did we? So that's why he got the new two-year deal. Yeah, got a good memory. Tasmania, better than Tasmania were keen to sort of let him go, yeah. and then when the new CEO came in and looked at the depth chart, they're like, "Oh, well, we, we might produce yeah. a test cricketer here." Yeah, so yeah. that is interesting. Uh, that's um, Nick Cummins, the former CEO of Sydney Thunder, who's the new CEO of Cricket Tasmania. Yeah, okay. Mm. Mm. And it's an interesting one there too because Tassie have six keepers on their books, so it's interesting yeah. that they pulled out Tim Payne as the yeah. one they're interested in. You can see so, from the selectors, it's not actually come from nowhere because he's in the current. Currently, he's the T Twenty keeper, so they yeah, obviously, yeah. you know, as they often do, put him in the limited overs team to see if they fit in with the team and bring much mm. to the dressing room, etc., etc. Yeah, I suppose it gives weight to that Darren Berry comment or article on Fox Sports that we spoke about yeah. two episodes ago, where they want. They actually want Payne to keep in Tassie, but Wade is sort of the keeper because yeah. he's moved over and was the incumbent test yeah, keeper. Yeah. So and it all makes sense. Now. It all makes sense why he was parachuted into the Caxi team too. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that was the whole that was the whole talk that come out of that. That's the reason Coulter Nile got put 
in that game instead of the Shield game because they wanted to see if he could trouble the English and if he could, there was a chance that he would get brought yeah. in the squad yeah. instead of, say, Sage. Yeah, yeah. So mm. they, yeah, so. Mm. So what about the English selection? There wasn't too much to... Nah, nothing to it. They, if, what, who, yeah. The team they played in the warm-up matches, they're pretty much playing, mm, correct? Yeah. 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 The interesting thing talking about the English side is like, because of the, um, obviously, Triple M carrying the cricket now, Ian Botham's been on, like, Eddie's show in the morning. He'd been oh, on Mick yeah, Malloy's okay. show in the afternoon, like, before the test started. And I listened to those at work, because I listened yeah. to Triple M. Um, and he is, like, set in stone, like, 100% that he's... Yeah, Stokes will be here by Boxing Day. Yeah, definitely. Oh, really? Like, but yeah. the series might be over before then. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So, but, like, mm. so he's just like, yeah, he'll be here. Like, because yeah. he, he, he said the word out of the UK is that he's not going to be charged and that all that stuff's going to get dropped. And so he'll, so he'll just... They reckon the minute it gets announced, he'll be on a plane the next so day. So the ECB won't do some sort of sanction against that... Doesn't sound like Jesus. They've already yeah. suspended him indefinitely. He, oh, okay. So he's not moving. Not, he was missing this match, but yeah. but that's not because of the suspension, though. Well, it must be, yeah. No, know. it's because he can't no, leave the country. I suppose you wouldn't be able. No, to. No, but I think they probably. What if they're smart and they run their organisation? Like, we suspended him from the first. Yeah, test. if they run their organisation the way <laughs> professional sports clubs should, and suspend him for this period where he can't do it anyway, yeah. so he look like you're disciplined in him, yeah. then he should be free. Yeah. Is this like the Essendon ban where they had like retrospective yeah, probably, yeah. so they yeah. still got to play all the games that are available for yeah. him? Yeah. Yeah. We suspended him for the games he played last year. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gee, Ross, it was a bloody slow first day, wasn't it, at the test? Real old school style. Uh, yep, I didn't see any of it, but yeah, I didn't feel like I missed anything either. Yeah, no, you didn't You didn't see any of it, because we'll sit at the pub. I'm glad we all took an annual day off to yeah. watch. I was um, I was busy putting was. together a Caxi fixture list for oh. Monica Oval for the coming <laughs> decade so that I can get along to it. Mm. Gee, I was fucking drunk though. It was great. Yeah, well, I um, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it. Like, it was good to see um, Tilda Freiters get a few wigots and yeah, what's good? Oh, yeah. Mark Mark War, I think made a hundred. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it was good. Good to see Toughest Field like shit. Yeah, yeah. standard. What was Mark War doing when he got out? The reverse sweep. Oh, oh. I love that replay. That's not the worst cricket I've ever First played. time he's ever played it. There's a story about he's never played it before mm. and he thought he'd pull it out in the test match first time on the yeah. third. Imagine being that confident in your abilities to play yeah. that shot. It doesn't strike yeah. me as someone who wasn't confident, does he? Yeah. yeah. So for those playing at home and are wondering what we're going on about, is uh, when it rained, they chucked on the 94, 95 yeah, Gabba yeah. test and that's what we watched in the rain. Yeah. In the rain. It was bloody gold. Yeah. But it was... Um, sorry, Ross, you go... Uh, so yes, just back to day one. Uh, it was pretty slow going, wasn't it? The, yeah. Um, Alistair Cook looks all at sea. He does. Yeah. He like he hasn't looked good for in Australia for like, even the one that got him didn't really do anything extraordinary yeah. to get him out. Like he just kind of hot prodded at it. Foot anymore. He just yeah. sort of parks it. And... Yeah. Well, that was the thing we said on the replay. Like when they watch the re- when you watch the replay back. His front foot barely He's on the crease. Gets yeah. past yeah. the crease. Has he always like, played that way? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Interesting. Don't watch enough of him to be able to definitely yeah. say, but I, I remember him when he's up and about playing big, striding, proper cover. He's drive. always been a back foot player, yeah. but I, yes, yeah, I don't recall is. him being a non-move-the-front-foot yeah. player. I think um, 
he's all at sea against really sort of rapid bowling. Like, yeah, obviously, Mitchell Stark's running and bowling 147, 148 mm-hmm. clicks. Uh, Mitch Johnson style from the last series. So yeah, yeah. I think potentially he's just sort of all at sea against real sort of quick yeah. It's good because he's one of their, obviously one of their best bats. Well, and if he's all at sea, happy days for Australia. Yeah, yeah. Right? open up and end early. Mm. And then yeah. you get into sort of your soft, Vince. inexperienced middle order. Yeah. Yeah. Soft underbelly, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Go, Ross. Uh, interesting, I noticed with Australia's bowling attack, um, we don't have an all-rounder anymore. No. 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 And we bowled so, fine. But, yeah. Yeah, and so the four main bowlers are bowling, and no one else. Like, what, what's this thing that they needed an all rounder to share the load of bowling? Yeah. Now they don't have an all rounder. None of the part timers bowl at all, ever. No, no. Well, none of the all rounders bowled. Six overs for Yeah, when they had an all rounder, they'd like bowl them all the time, think, mm. but now they don't have one. No one else bowls. Yeah. It's bizarre. You don't, you don't need mm. to. Mm. I, well, I don't disagree with you. Pat Cummins bowled 30 overs. Perhaps they were helped by having that uh, basically missing most of a session on the first yeah, well, day. That's, their loads that's, that's exactly right. They yeah. play half a day on the Good first point. day, effectively. But the one thing, so, before mm. we finish talking about the first day, the one thing to take out of it from an English perspective is it looks like the found one in James Vince. Like, this mm. is like probably the quickest attack he's going to face in his yeah. career. He looked relatively comfortable. Like he didn't score at a rapid pace, but he ticked over him. And Stoneham actually did a really good job. It was just old school Test cricket. Like it was one of those ones. If it had been a full day, they probably would have finished one or two down for a hundred at the end of the day. Which yeah. you know, back you know, that's one and a bit and over, which is kind of what Test cricket used to be. Yeah, boycott days. Yeah, but um, he like that's the first time he's passed fifty. He got to eighty odd. Like he. Even then, even what he obviously is out now, but what he was doing in the second innings, he still looked relatively comfortable. Just a fucking good run out to get him in that yeah. first innings. That yeah, oh, that line yeah. was really So, if it wasn't for Smith's amazing time, which we're talking about soon, that yeah. would be pretty yeah, close to mm-hmm. man of the match so far, I reckon. I know he hasn't like, taken the shitload of it, but yeah. it's the way he bowled. He's bowled well. What's a comfortable chase, Ross? Just anything less than 200, oh. you reckon? Yeah, well, yesterday Steve Smith batted well, didn't he? Yeah, he batted very <laughs> really well. Not the and Pat Cummins, yeah. too. It's Sean Marsh yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's your all-rounder yeah. question. If Pat Cummins could bowl 30 overs a test match and make 40 yeah. overs, yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah, no, Sean Marsh was good. Like, he's, he's got his fair share of whack, and yeah, we had one of his good. most loyal fans defending, <laughs> defending, him, feedback. defending him on the... Uh, Facebook page, despite the fact we actually hadn't said anything about him, we just praised another player who'd done well. Yeah. But um, I think one of his court cases failed. Too, yeah, <laughs> grumpy. But um, Marsh batted, like you said, like he batted forty overs. He didn't. He he wasn't doing it easy, but he just fought it out and yeah. didn't like slash it a wide one and give his wicket away. So well, I've got one of my mustache hairs stuck between my teeth. <laughs> Good mate. But he um yeah he stuck with Smith and did the job. They yeah. put on a hundred. So but then like true Marsh fashion, the next day went out in oh. one of the softest ways yeah. possible. Oh, that was a weird dismissal. Where he scooped it to mid off. Yeah, well, weird. I think he got off the mark with a. a, a booming cover drive I think yes, and yeah. that's one of the reasons why he's always in the test selection because yeah. yeah, he when he plays yeah. that sort of yeah. way he's just such a good player to watch yeah then he got the 50 and they, he bowled him like what, an off cut or a leg cut up yeah, yeah. held up a little bit in the service and he just yeah. went yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Anderson at mid off two balls in a row Stokes yeah. Broad bowl that same ball to him yeah. pretty much. interesting though that um, I don't know I don't think I've heard of a, a, a batsman 
bowlers, yes, but a batsman as fragile, whose physical body lets him down yeah. as much as Sean Marsh. Because he's under a cloud at the minute. They were saying that they were doing back. catching warm-up yesterday, and he left early to go get his, his back, I don't know, well, massaged or something. Well, that was the reason Maxwell got bored oh. in the squad. Everyone thought it was because Mac, um, Warner yeah, yeah, tweaked yeah. his neck, but it was actually Marsh's back starting to pack up on him. I have got so, one for you, Ross. Mm. Sorry, you finished? I was just about to say, Maxwell's still a chance to get up yeah. for Adelaide. Yeah, 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 make yeah. 280, but I'm yeah. sure we'll touch on that later. Mm. Um, I've got one for you, Ross, a, a batsman as fragile. Mm. Michael fucking Clark. Oh, wasn't yeah. oh, he played yes. every game, though. His back was he did, fucked. He did but play. he played. He, did he play. played. He bowl off his, his back was so fucked. He, I reckon mm. he couldn't, apparently he couldn't sit down in plays. He used to stand up for most yeah. of the play. He also missed a shitload of one days. Don't forget. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Marsh doesn't play uh, anyone. No, as, much as, as much Clark as I'm not a huge Michael Clark fan, he was, he was oh, in some regards, pretty tough. He did tough it out with his back. Yeah. And yeah, he, that he, didn't, he, didn't talk, yeah, yeah. he didn't talk about it. He just got on with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of Michael Clark, before we speak about him now, what the fuck was his hair doing? Well, was it something different, was it? Oh, yeah, he yeah. hasn't got the tips back, has he? No, he had that old, like, you know, young bloke, like, number one on the sides and the big, like, fucking oh, really? comb over job. Oh, fucking oh, horrible. It's good to see something's changed, but oh, something stayed the same. My segment. Michael Clark with stupid oh, hair. just look ridiculous. The only time he didn't have stupid hair was when he shaved it off. Yeah. <laughs> but then he was in, like, <laughs> stupid underwear commercials. Yeah, yeah his hair was uh, fucking... How's the Sheffield so, Shield looking, Ross? Well, actually, I've just got something to talk about here. I love <laughs> the look that um, Amish Dar, the umpire, is running with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sort of gin he's style, really, isn't he? He's yeah. really lost in an Amish paradise. How, how good was the, uh, the nod that's been memed all over the internet? When uh, Nathan Lloyd well, got the run out, like, smiling and nodding at him. Yeah, well, I found out now that Alim Dar, when they call for bad light, he actually uses a sundial. Uh-huh. The technology yeah. he's not allowed to have, so he can't have a light meter. I he has to actually use a sun dot. I so think he asked for a rest day test to be brought up so he could put barns up on the fourth day. So, so, so when, they, um, when they go to um, third umpire, he actually has, he to, has, to, go to, check, he has to go yeah. check the cave drawings. Yes. yes. <laughs> the guy draws it as it comes down. Yeah. And the drinks have to come out on a horse-pulled wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Covered wagon stuff. Yeah. Come on, boys. Uh, come on. And he's got uh, 17 wives. Yeah. We're getting too deep now. Oh, oh, hold on. Well, that's what the Amish oh, Hold on. 17. Yeah. Barely deal with one. <laughs> So the reserve umpire for this match is Blocker Wilson. Yeah, Paul yeah. Uh, big block. Jobs for the boys, eh, Gim? Exactly, mate. That's not Booty. <laughs> Jobs for the boys. Booty's the best referee or some bullshit the Indian team. Ross, I've got a question for What's he no, doing? Just a minute. Just a minute. The, the match referee... Doing? Sorry. The match, the match referee, and this surprised me because I didn't know he did this, and I didn't know he had this title either, but the match referee is Sir Richie Richardson. Yeah, I, really? saw, I actually, saw, I actually saw him out on the ground and figured he was either third umpire match yeah. referee. So, so what sort of hat was he wearing? He wasn't wearing one. That's how oh. I knew it was him. Oh. So I could oh, see big maroon sunblocker. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, because on that day when it was raining on the first day, he was out there with the umpires. I'm like, that's what you Richardson. So Alex and I had a discussion last night, Ross, about match referees. And mm-hmm. I said... I, so he was upset that David Boone was a match referee, right? So I asked him... What's he doing? I asked him, as as a match referee, wouldn't you want someone with, say, 100 test matches worth of experience to be able to control the show? Yes. 
Yes. Uh, Ginn, Ginn didn't think that was the uh, uh, proper attribute for a match referee and just oh. thought it could be John Smith walking off yes. the street who could do the <laughs> Alex, Alex, Alex a bit of the, paper. Yeah, Alex is, is ups- that in the rules? Yes. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Alex is upset that Booney doesn't have the certificate two in sports admin from Melbourne Polytechnic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he shouldn't have a job. He's, he's just, he's just said on course. He's <laughs> just said on the Cricket Australia board before being a selector, was the head of Tasmanian cricket, yeah. uh, really good test player, but clearly his CV wasn't good he enough also, for Alex. So he also referee. used to run Bell Reeve over. Yeah. Oh, come on, mate. He's been gifted jobs his entire career. You don't know what he's done. He's not qualified for any of that shit. Nah, now you're just casting aspersions on a great he used to work I'm making bit. that up. I have no idea whether he's qualified or not, but I'm just going to go with no. <laughs> go, Ross. <laughs> yeah, he also used to work at the Commonwealth Bank in Launceston. That's right. Well, at least he's probably qualified that. for that. Yeah. He's done everything. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. All right. Well, um... Uh, one did thing I did have one thing I did have to talk about, which is not really new, but um, England have that many players who have either first or second names with four, five, or six letters that are one syllable. It is unbelievable. Just real boring wow. bastards, aren't they? Oh, really great, Joe, really great Joe Root, <laughs> three letters. Joe Root, James Vince, Dalwood Milan. Johnny. That's a dumb name. Oh, Johnny. As if his name's Johnny. I want to see that bloke's birth certificate. As if he's got Johnny written on there. He's not John Bearstar. Okay, John, so, mate. What, so Richie Ponting was Richard written anywhere? No, his no. name's Ricky. No, it's not. Yes, it yeah, is. That's oh, just geez. as bad. Yeah. His name's really? Chris, yeah. Chris Wokes. Oh, that's bad. Chris Wokes, that's a good one. Yeah. And I'll tell you who has been ordinary. Jake Wokes, Ball. Wokes, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Jake Ball. What the hell? No, 4.27 runs and over. Oh, yeah, no, that's pretty oh, good. Considering yes. every other person went from just about under two. Yeah. So I'll just quickly run through the lineup. So we've got Ali Cook, Marcus Stoneman, Jim Vince, Joseph Root, Dor Malan, <laughs> Mo Ali, John Bairstow, Christopher Wokes, Stu Broad, Jake Ball, Jim Anderson. <laughs> Stu. This whole thing is just so Ross can say Stu. I just had to say Stu again. Stu. So you know how it's um it's Dawood Milan. So you know how David becomes Dave. So Dawood would have to become Dor, wouldn't it? Dor Milan. Yeah, Dor Milan. There we go. Now this is the first eleven where all the players have been born in England since two thousand and three. Yeah, I did see that stat. Oh, wow. Mm. Yep. Interesting. Uh, isn't... Um, I would have thought Darwood's from uh, South Africa. Isn't Darwood South African? I think he might have South African parents, but uh, maybe he was oh, born in England. Oh, okay. I'll tell name you. Name like Darwood. Be a type. One of them is because when, he I did was born sledge, when I did my sledges, I sledged him from being South African. No, wasn't that just... He has, played, he has played in South Africa for Boland, but he was born in Roehampton, England. No, my mother was in the squad that didn't get picked. He's from South Africa. Yeah, maybe. He had the confidence. Yeah, Roehampton, yeah. London. Yes, there you go. Okay, well, that's so, enough uh, about... On, can we just talk about Smith's innings and how great it was? Just mm-hmm. a couple of yes. stats that I read last night about Smith. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. So, no other test player at this stage of their career, has a higher average or scored more runs than Steve Smith. So ever. he's played 57 tests? Yes. So at this point, you can go through the entire history of cricket, and yeah. if you get and you put a line down through 57 tests, he's the best player. Yeah. Well, so unbelievable, about, including Bradman, yeah. including Next, everyone. No, Bradman Sunil. only played 52 tests. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 
So after 57 tests, Smith has 5,511 runs. The next is Sonny Gavaskar with 5,460. Then there's Gary Sobers, who averaged 60.14 at the same stage. So this is of all the players who have played 57 or more tests. Yeah. At this, no, uh, at the same at time. this point in time in their career. So after 57. But I'm saying, you, yeah. you've had to have played at least 57 yes. or more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah because yeah. like you said, like you say Brabner and played 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I read something the other day that um, Steve Smith can now make 19 consecutive ducks and still average over 50 in test cricket. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and one great stat, which is unfucking believable considering his temperament, is he averages 72.46 as captain. Yeah. Yep. It's all that teapot, mate. Just Makes you better yeah. bat. Another stat you gave <laughs> us the other night, um, Gin, at the same stage of their careers, yeah. Sachin Tendulkar had 1,300s, Ricky Ponting 11, Lara had 10, Dravid had 10, Mahela J. Warden, who was a really good player, had 10, Callis, 9, AB de Villiers, nine. Kumar Sangakara had nine. Smith has 21. Fuck it, God. Mm. And considering he played like six tests for no tons or something like that, yeah. started. Well, yeah, everyone started. Well, he does a leggy. But yeah. you know what yeah. helps Steve Smith? He actually makes runs on the fucking subcontinent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which mm. none of our other players could do at that stage of their But the other thing, too, I think that you might have pointed it out or Ross pointed out last night when we were discussing this. Is that if it hadn't been for the homework gate thing, he was he wasn't even yeah, inside. Yeah, I read. He made ninety two that first test back and yeah. saved our ass, or well, not saved yeah. it, but like got us somewhere near competitive. Yeah. And he's not been dropped since. Yeah. So if Shane Watson and that had done their homework, you would God knows what would have happened. Yeah, I think it was who was it? Usman they got he came in for yeah. or someone like that. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway. That's just us, from Ross. a guy who doesn't look at all. Not even talking about his looks like a technique. Cricketer. Just look. Doesn't look like a leader. Doesn't look yeah. like a guy who'd be able to dig in. Doesn't yeah. look like a guy that would be able to handle any sort of sledging. It's just dominance. Mm. Oh, mm. Just yeah, very interesting that he and Tim Payne made their Test debut together at Lords yeah. against Pakistan. Yeah. Yeah, this is Smith 57. Jim Payne had some hair going on back then. Oh, really? he did. Yeah, what? He went to the Michael <laughs> Clark School yeah. of Salad. <laughs> Pretty ordinary. All right. Well, very interesting. I mean, he's a, he's a phenomenon, Steve Smith. We move yeah. on to Shield cricket. And um, for some reason, the Tasmania-South Australia game started on Thursday, yet all the other games started Friday. Not sure why. Where is anyway, it? It's in Adelaide Oval, so maybe they're getting it ready for the test, test preparation. match. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And church on Sunday, don't forget. So. City of churches. Oh, yeah. yeah, city of churches, of course. Jake Doran, the uh, fourth-rung keeper in the Tassie team. They, they only went with um, the three this time, so he got in. Well, he made 114. His first test and, time. Uh, sorry, first shield time, isn't it, for Jake Doran? Yes, it yeah. was. Yep. So that was good for him. Adam Zampa took five for 59, which is a good effort. Um, they were all out for 282, Tassie. In reply, South Australia were awful, all out for 141, and Travis had made 80 of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> What's so, you'd say, yeah. so you could say he was head and shoulders above his teammates. <laughs> he certainly What's that was. Percentage Ross, eighty, uh, pretty high. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you'd know your body. Yeah. Uh, well, eighty yeah. out of one forty. Let me write this down. Hang on, carry yeah, the one. Eighty over yeah. one forty. Divide nice. by three. Multiply by six. Divide both of them by five. 80 divided by 5 would be uh, 12 would be 64 more. 
16 over 140 divided by 5. That'll be uh, 28. No, no idea. No. Right, we move on. I wonder where that was going. <laughs> That's good. Mm. I'm going with 72. Yeah. I'm back in Mars here. Okay. It was pretty high. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, really high. There's been a few of that, the um, Shield this year. Yeah. It has. Guys making majority of the runs for the team. I think Bailey did something like 67% of the team yeah. scores, something like that, the other week. Um, Jackson Bird's ready to go at any time. He took five for 30 in that innings. Yes, and his half-brother Sam Rainbird just took one. That's oh, disappointing. Mm. Bragging Doesn't rights it? in the Bird-Rainbird household. Oh, yes, rivalry, extremely so. Oh, yeah. In reply, Tasmania were held together by 86 to George Bailey. They only made 244 all out. Kane Richardson took four for. But that meant that South Australia have a fourth innings total of 386 runs for victory, and they are currently 5 for 124. Oh, okay. So they're ticking. They're ticking over. Oh, yeah. Um, It was 57% too. Oh, is that all? Well, I suppose 70 out of 140 would be 50, wouldn't it? Yeah, true. That's how it works. Was it 140 or 114? 140. Oh, that's where I got my number wrong. I thought it was 140. I'm back to knowing it's 140, so As you looking like they might get their first win of the season there. We move over now to the North Sydney Oval, and Victoria are taking on New South Wales. Uh, no one Victoria. Made any ones have in that game, Ross? No, I don't think so. Uh, really? Except for uh, Circus Maximus, Glenjamin Maxwell, two hundred seventy-eight. Glenjamin. Oh, three hundred eighteen balls, thirty-six fours, and four sixes. Mick, that's take it away. That's yeah. ridiculous. Like at two seventy, to have a strike rate of. 86 it is. Yeah. Yeah. 87.42. Oh, 87, yeah. Fuck. Imagine bowling to that. He oh. was like, and I got like, if you watch the video on our Facebook, which caused the short Marsh discussion with Lachlan Edwards, some of the shots he played too ridiculous. Um, oh, yeah. He's like, they're bowling short, and he was cover driving him, and like, just standing up, and like, just getting, he come out, and then stand up really straight, and just like, cover driving. Mm. It's that North Sydney, so it's small, yeah, but he was yeah. like, not much went in the air, like, like all super- of the highlights, it was all, yeah. and he's just, Belting like he batted. It was what? like it was only highlights, but it was so well. Yeah, One so thing well. you have noticed over the journey of like me watching cricket is when you're left out of the test team, the selectors always say, "Look, we just need a response. You just yeah, need yeah. to go make a few runs, whatever." So when you come out and make two seventy your first Shield game back after not being in yeah. the team, what you know that's all you can do, right? Yeah, it's exactly. all you can do. Yeah, and then didn't work for Neville, but he got dropped. But, yeah. but then you wait for someone like Shaw Marsh's back might go oh, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you just sure. need that one opportunity to get back in and keep that spot. And like we spoke about, when Alpha went and watched him in a Shield game where he made the sixty. His temperament yeah, looks different so now. Like and I, yeah. I know it's from the outside looking in, and you can't really judge it. Yeah. But it just there wasn't ridiculous shots. There wasn't reverse sweeps. There wasn't yeah. this crazy stuff. And and the, the thing other thing, a lot of people mm-hmm. made the comment that. It's, you know, it's against the second string New South Wales attack and, you know, all the good bowlers are at test cricket, rah, rah. Nonsense. But no one, no one got upset when Bancroft made 224 against South Australia when yeah. the, the only test bowler in that fucking lineup was Joe fucking Meany. Yeah. But like, also, Dougie Bowler just played test cricket. Duck- Steve O'Keefe's got a 12 for a test yeah. level. Trent Copeland's played a test. Yep. Um, Moises has played test cricket. Yep. And Sean Abbott's killed someone. So that's a pretty <laughs> tough attack to face. <laughs> like... <laughs> It is. I don't. I wouldn't buy any of those comments. It's a. It's a good, better than average first class bowling attack. 
Yeah. It's on a small ground. If any, if you wanted to complain, you might say, "Oh, you've got a few more runs because it's shorter boundaries." Yeah. But uh, the attack yeah, yeah. is, and um, it's usually a road. Yeah. Yeah. But to, yeah. to, like a road means, oh, you might score. You got a better chance of scoring a ton. Yeah. A better chance of scoring two hundred and seventy-eight. Yeah. yeah. But the reality yeah. is, too, is you could probably take that lineup and put it side by side all the other lineups in Shield cricket. Yeah, it's better than all. And it's probably better than most of them anyway. Oh yes, but, it would be. It would be. For yeah. Sure. It's better than Victoria's bowling attack. Oh, I would yes. say. Yeah. Now, interesting that uh, in reply, New South Wales are struggling. They're 8 for 222 after Victoria made 9 for 562 declared. And the main destroyer for um, Victoria is uh, Tip Madsley's mate, John Holland, with 5 for 60. But dark. Oh, yeah. Only come back in the side. Is Farwood. Yep. I mean, injured? Don't no. Know. Just well, left So he got dropped for Holland because Holland was injured. Yeah, so, well, I think it's probably that old, mm. that old chestnut because Holland's got a cricket Australia contract. And... Oh, yeah. Has yeah. he? Not sure yeah, well, he's played a test in the last 12 months, so he must. No, no. Oh, unless then, unless it's not that automatic anymore? No, no. They, they reissue them in April each year. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, after, yeah, after they did the um, <coughs> bargaining agreement or whatever, yeah, they, yeah. they started everything again. Oh, of course. Yeah. Maybe, he's, um, maybe he's just higher on the depth chart. Man, yeah, that's it. Depth chart. But I think, like, after what he took, buddy, he was in the biggest last year. Yeah. So I'm guessing well, that's he was exactly right. Far like, he's, he's got the performance from last year, so there's no reason why you wouldn't yeah. expect him, if he was fit, to be in the best 11. Yeah, so Ahmed was admitted on that. Yeah. Like I said, far away when he got the wickets the other day, was like, it was against the tail. Like, oh, you only get out who you can get out. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. A few it's interesting good. observations with the New South Wales lineup. Usually they go for five bats from the keeper and five bowlers because they've got blokes like Sean Abbott, Steve O'Keefe, and Trent Copeland who can bat. Yeah. So, but yeah. they didn't. They only went for the four bowlers. And they brought in Nick Larkin as a batsman. He batted three, which was odd because Curtis Patterson only batting three prior to that. Um, Ed Cowan's batting six while Hughes and Maddinson open, which is an interesting oh, really? one. Mm. How did uh, Ed Cowan Nannis... go after a fucking whinge the whole time about not playing? Uh, he made 32. Yeah, that's not bad, I suppose. Hughes yeah. made 44, I saw. I yeah. Yeah. And Nick Maddinson made 31, so they all <laughs> made about the same. Yeah. So that's another thing, Maddinson and Hughes opening, opening over Cowan comes across as a Cricket Australia initiative. Yes. Yeah, yeah. These guys are higher on the depth chart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dirk Nannis said he felt sorry for Ed Cowan. Who gives a fuck what Dirk Nannis got the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but in fairness, like, in fairness, Dirk, like, that's Ed's personality. You can't change it, so there's no point feeling sorry for him. He's just an <laughs> arsehole. Like, you know, it's just life. No one gives a fuck what Dutch um, cricketers think. <laughs> It's sort of. Um, I'm not sure if uh, like elite sports people appreciate the curve of their career. Yeah. So yeah. that you you start off and you might have to play second eleven cricket, and then you get into the first eleven, then you're there. But then as you tail off, you don't just generally speaking, you don't just stay in the first eleven and then never tail and then just retire. Yeah. There's, a, there's also tailing off where you might end up playing a few second eleven games, and then you might decide. Keep going, playing a mix of second and first eleven before you finish, or you might just finish. But yeah, it's, it's, really it's happens in a lot of sports that they yeah. just there's this ego that won't allow them to play outside yeah. the yeah. top level. Look at Cam mm. White though, like, so he's had that sort exactly. Of well, he's a good yeah. example of a bloke who's just happy to you know ride through the ups and downs of a career. Mm. You get the job done. Some, I think cricket's one of those sports lines. where like if you got a taste of the very very top, like Ed Cowan did. I think it's hard to give up that you, if you think you're good enough, you're not going to get yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like for like, say Ricky Ponting, Glenn McGrath, Shane Warne, those guys retired 
at Test Cricket mm. at the age where you just go, I'm, I'm cooked, I'm not going to do anything else. Yeah, yeah. I think, but maybe Ponting did. No, nah, Ponting won a shield after Test Yeah, he did go back. But most guys who finish at that top yeah. don't. Where like someone like Ed Cowan, in his opinion, and in the opinion of others, still. had the rug pulled out from under him at Test level. Yeah. And, and people look at his numbers from last year and go, well, he should still be playing. Mm. And there's an argument for that. So he's probably so it would be really hard to let go of. In yeah, his defence. Sure. And you don't right. get that Especially without having com- some sort of ego or confidence yeah. about your ability, yeah. right? Unless you're Nick Madison, then you just have none for some yeah. reason. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, moving on to the third game, WA versus Queensland at the WACA ground in Perth. Mitch Marsh, 141. Yeah. Batting at number four. Might so replace he- his brother. <laughs> <laughs> is he um, going to just give up the bowling caper now? He seems to be making a fair amount of runs now that he can't bowl. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Do a bit of a Steve Smith. The uh, in reply, Queensland. Jack Wildermuth, the wildebeest, is on ninety-five, not out. And our man, the flying lasagna, Marcus Labuhugmi, is on ninety-two, not out. Oh, nice! Off ninety-nine balls. Oh, he's flying lasagna. Running ball. How did my man Jimmy Pearson go with the uh, captaincy glove combo? Oh, I see that he'd doing that. That's unusual. Why wasn't Joe Burns captain? Yeah, that is strange. Yeah. Don't know. He hasn't had a bat yet, and he took a couple of catches, uh, three catches in the first innings. That's an interesting one. He's a very inexperienced player to become captain. Mm. I oh, heard that Joe re- Burns. I heard the reason Joe Burns didn't get it was that when he gives his pre-game speech, he refuses to say, we owe these blokes. Mm. <laughs> so um. Queensland, like, that's not how we play cricket up here, Joe. Very important. So... Yeah. Just jam it up your backside, yeah. mate. You're not getting it. And when they play at home, he never said, we never lose an error in game. Yeah. yeah. Good filler. <laughs> also, that's a guy who hasn't whinged about not getting considered to open for Australia. He's yeah. Birds. He's, probably one of the, he's probably one of those guys who probably feels, no, without knowing him, but he's, he's a bit, got a bit of a weird technique and he's an, he kind of come out of nowhere and all that. He's probably just happy he played when he played. Yeah. I'm not saying he wouldn't want to go back. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think like it yeah. just probably hasn't been on Twitter like yeah, Ed Cowan yeah. is, you know. Like. Ed Cowan comes across as just in as a human being in general of being <laughs> entitled. Yeah, yeah. So slew yeah, blood. Yeah. yeah. So just yeah. if he doesn't get his way, it's just how dare you not give me my way. He got out of the backwards of Tasmania. Yeah. Moved to New South Wales, and all of a sudden got himself a little attitude, yeah. didn't he? Matt Renshaw Strong. only made eighteen. Is he struggling? He's and it's certainly more than Bancroft, mate, so... That game's evenly poised with Queensland at 4 for 3.43. So that's a wrap-up of the Shield. Very interesting round of Shield matches. One round of Shield to go after this, and then it's into the BBL. Are we going to have another three-hour podcast talking about the BBL teams in a couple of weeks? Sure. Oh, I hope so. I really hope so. Yep. I heard that's what the listeners want. We had a listener today tell us, he goes, it's 76 minutes. Not it's just enough. not long enough. Yeah. Oh, good. Finally, <laughs> some want... feedback that's too short. People keep telling us, oh, do it 40 minutes. It's too long. We want well, more mid-off. Yeah. Yeah. But they want long-off. Yeah, long-off. There's a little okay. cricket game. Yeah, like There's a cricket game. Maybe chuckle, it's, mate. Yeah, get yeah. I'm going to hand it over now to Mick for some local cricket. Oh, Alrighty, so um, yeah, so local cricket. So this week we're going to head back to the Western Suburbs Churches and Community Cricket Association. Oh, my favourite sounds association. Right. So we're Footscray A and A, 
which I think stands for Atheist Never Atone. <laughs> we're taking on the Altona. We're taking on Altona Sports, Al- very European style sporting oh. Altona, maybe. Oh, sporting Altona. So Altona Sports, <laughs> and they were playing in the comps one day, great. Oh. So Altona um, Sports won the toss and decided to have a bat. Enter um, Footscray a and opening bowler Jared Eccles, who proceeded to take six for five of oh. six and a half overs, including a double hat trick. Oh. So there was a video doing the rounds on the Cricket Victoria Instagram of Jared, and it's actually his Double hat-trick ball that actually had the video oh, on the rest. Oh. So if you go to Cricket Victoria, either on Facebook or Instagram, you'll see the video there. So they end up, Kutchka end up rolling um, Eltona for 61. And they chased it one down in nine overs. Shit. Nine overs? Yeah. Fucking now I've got to move on, didn't I? <laughs> so um, from there, we ch- we head over to the Dandenong Cricket Association. Dandenong District Cricket Association. These are the boys that I like. In Most their turf. Five competitions, Lord, so we'll take that as fifth grade. Yeah. Uh, the Packmore Pirates. Oh, hello. Really? That's everyone, name? Yes. <laughs> Do they wear patches? At, no, it's not, uh, yes, all eye patches. Yeah. <laughs> Went head to head with the Springvale Spring vale South Swashbucklers. Really? Oh, hold on. Now, I made You're the Swashbucklers up. Oh. I made the Swashbucklers up. So the swashbucklers wear bandanas yeah. and the pirates wear patches. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. how you can yeah. tell the, the difference. The swashbucklers all have moustaches yeah. with like candy yeah. upfits on them. And the pirates, <laughs> the pirate supporters were all one-eyed. Alrighty, oh, so, um, so this was a two-day game. So Springvale won the toss and had a bat. Uh, posting 9 for 172 off their 80 overs, which really isn't anything spectacular. Yep. So they come back uh, day two with everyone telling each other, well, you know, we've got them, and they have to get them. <laughs> that's what happens. You always got to throw yeah. So, uh, but get them, they did not. <laughs> so Springvale South Bowler, AK47 Pereira, oh. yeah, tore the pack, tell all the Packmore Pirates a new one. In the process, he took nine for 21. Stole he definitely packed it right yeah. up from that. Ex- so, Springvale South <laughs> end up rolling the Pirates for 50 runs. Shit! Um, but they, they forced the follow-on, but they couldn't get the job done. Yeah. So, the skipper threw the ball around a bit, and AK was sixth change in the second inning. What, after taking your real sort of... Yeah. Uh, so, Packmore defended the outright, and... And old AK Pereira did not get his 10th wicket, so he did not get a 10th for, oh, for the match. Oh, that skipper's going to yeah. go fuck himself. Sure. Yeah. So, hold on. What a pissed poor fucking excuse this bloke is of a captain. Yeah. He's got one foot on the throat. Yep. And what do we do in Australia when we've got a foot on the throat? You put another one on We there. fucking squeeze. Yeah. But this can't went, no, 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 up you get, mate. Took him to the doctors and got him checked out. <laughs> it's un-Australian. Yeah, it is un-Australian. I agree with that. Yeah. That's pathetic. Tidy enough. Yeah, just so throwing the ball around. Maybe they hadn't bowled enough yeah. over the year, mate. So it's getting... Oh, real under 13 style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pathetic. So um, from there, we head over to the North Metro Cricket Association. Oh, now we're talking. Oh, yeah. This happened yesterday, Nazi. Maybe, yeah. Oh, and we head to the Kelly Shield. Oh, I played you, bro. Yeah, where the Fairfield... Fidgeters? Yep. What is? What are they? I don't know. They fidget. Bearcats? Yeah. yeah. The Fairfield Fidgeters took on the West Ivano United mighty, mighty Roosters. <laughs> Go the Roosters. Yeah. So uh, it was a two-day game. The Roosters batted last week. Um, 
there's a bit of rain affected, so the way the comp works is um, whoever bats first is entitled to their full 80 overs due to you not being able to, um, you know... Get them on the day. Get them on the day, and it's to do with, like, bullshit, like how your game plan to attack and rah, you had less overs. So uh, West Ivano batted their full 80 allotment and ended up with nine for 179. Yeah. Um, so Fairfield had 51 overs to chase. They need 180, 51 yep. overs. And they did not get them. No. West Ivanhoe uh, decided to open the bowling with their resident leg spinner, yeah, really Mr. Alex Guinness Man. <laughs> we got the last name. <laughs> I was going to try and put about four nicknames in. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> also known as Buckets Malloy or yeah. Pig or Guinea Pig. Um, well, GP, so, you call me that. So, yeah. Alex decided to have... So Alex was given the new ball, new rock... Um, he proceeded one. to take seven for forty-four of fourteen overs. Well, I reckon. Well. I reckon forty-four of those runs were off four overs. Yeah. Well, he did. Well, he did. Well, in one point, he did put our five-over old oh, brand yeah. new pill into the creek, never to be seen again. The, the second time that's happened yeah. to me this year. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so our resident podcast, Alex, had a day out to seven well, for forty-four. Well, so oh, well, well. Good job. Um, um, I will say, because I'm, I'm recorded here on the yeah. record, that a lot of good catches were taken off. Yeah, our first leap took three catches. Uh, sorry, I think. three catches yeah, our first leap yeah, took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One behind the keeper. Yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. There was a lot of inept batting as well. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> but we ended up rolling them for about 80, so we won by about 100 runs. Nicely done. Now I, now, I have one more... Lo- one more Local international, it's local international cricket. Oh, local. So it's local cricket with an international flair. <laughs> so, uh, so we've got Shane Dadswell. Ooh, yeah. Reckon he's a good father. Oh, I heard his mum. <laughs> uh, who slammed fifty-seven sixes? Say that again. Yeah, he hit fifty-seven sixes to make. 490 not out. What? Yeah. So he's playing for his university side in what they call minor cricket, which effectively is park cricket. Yep, yep. Right, yeah. So, um... Fuck. So he's a South African student. So it's believed to be the highest score... In, it was limited over. It was one day. 490 <laughs> in a one day. So it's believed to be the highest individual score in a one day like ever. Shit. So, um... He's a second year business psychology student. Yeah, give that up, son. At... Potschwiftstrom University. Uh, that's where the Aussies base themselves out of. Yeah. So he slammed 57 sixes and also hit 27 fours in a, a in a 151 ball innings. Holy shit. They made 490 shit. of 151 balls. Do you know the team score? Off yeah, I've got that as well. So he, um, it was his 20th birthday as well. Oh, happy oh, birthday, old son. Yeah. And he won Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's playing for the and university. And he got himself one. He's so playing for the university <laughs> team. So the university team was taking on the, the Pottsford Town team. Yes. In a 50-over league match at the Whitron Ground, which has staged first-class um, matches. So it's not a postage stamp. No. The highest previous previous limited over scored is believed to be 486. By Sunrith Saria, who was an Indian aid... It was in an Indian 8 under 16 school match, so yeah. we take that with a grain of salt. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We yeah. But Dadswell, um, who is also attended the same school in Johannesburg as Graham Smith and Quinton de Kock, mm-hmm. and he's played provincial cricket at age group level. Shit. So um, 
He had 126 off 38 balls in a club match a week earlier. 38 balls. Yeah. And he's <laughs> hoping to be able to, to take the step into the senior team and actually play in the first class system. Have you um have you seen a picture of this gypsy? Yeah. Is he a big lug or? No, not really. Just this kind of stand looking dark headed South African. Little dipper, yeah. So, yeah. Oh. so they finished their 50 overs three. To 677. Oh. So, oh, those bowling stats would just be amazing. And they lost. So old mate, uh, old mate Dadswell. They stayed in. Great father. Yeah, um, made 490. Another bloke here, Ah Hasparuk, made 104. And another bloke made 41. Another bloke made 27. And one yep. chap got four. So he kind of let everyone down. But yeah, so. 490 of 151 balls not out out of 3 for 67. Oh, so 670. I thought your next comment was going to be and he took 10 for or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. So, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think you bowled. Oh, that was bloody comprehensive. Jeez, yeah. Imagine, I bet you there was some offy jipping just copping it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just because left arm too probably. Yeah. Putting them outside off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's local cricket for this episode. Oh, nice. Good work, Nick. Still alive, Ross? I've been a crying child, so Ross might be absent. Right, so we might just then move into my segment. Yes, uh, yes. What's which, it called, mate? Uh, so I've gone a bit of a brand change. Um, this brand, is... brand renewal, I might oh, say. Oh, right, and okay. I've started calling this one Tidy It Up. Tidy so, It nice. Up. It's very similar um, composition of the previous sort of village style. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it just makes it easier to pop blokes who no longer play cricket, <laughs> yeah. to be honest with you. Okay, uh, so I'm, I'm going to start with Justin Langer. Oh, yeah. Um, this, this hurt me a little bit because, you know, fellow opener, I always thought Alfie was, you know, real sort of soul of the earth type, would yeah. back anyone who's the incumbent. Yeah, yeah. And then he come out and just piled yeah. a heap of pressure on Matt Renshaw yeah. before the first test. Yeah, exactly. And then obviously Matt Renshaw got dropped and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But he's got a short memory, Alfie, because in 2006-07, when yeah. we won 5-0... Yeah. People were doing the same thing to him when Phil Jupps was flying in Sheffield uh, Shield cricket. Yeah, okay. And everyone's like, well, Alfie's got to go because he's made no runs. And then everyone's whinging about that when he had yeah. to cop it. And he just comes in and gives it to Matt Renshaw. Yeah. Tidy it up, Alfie. Fair so on that, he was he played all those five tests. Mm-hmm. So he made no runs. That's no, it. no, he got an 80 in the first innings of the first test and I believe 100 in the second innings of that test. Yeah, okay. So he came out and actually played well. Oh, so it was lead up he made no Le- runs. In the lead up yeah, to him, he okay, made no okay. runs, yeah. And then the, the selectors trusted him and he made selectors runs. Trusted him he made just runs, done yeah. that with Alan Cumber. Who would have thought? Yeah. Next one, who needs to tidy it up a little bit? Alyssa Healy. Oh. Oh, hang on. Mate. Sexist. You carry <laughs> the most famous wicket-keeping name in this country. Yeah. Alyssa. Is it a, no? What's her name? <laughs> no, he's choking. Oh. <laughs> I thought, no, that's her name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get that sort of stuff. <laughs> no, it is Alyssa. Yeah. Alyssa Gilchrist. Yeah. What? <laughs> You're the most famous wig keeping name in the country. Yes. Dropping two sodas at the women's ashes is not getting the job done. Yeah. Oh, Skyball that went no oh, really? higher than this ceiling just went whoop straight out. Oh man. So. Alyssa needs to tie yeah, it. Got match fixing. Oh, uh, on the take. Ooh. Ooh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a scandal? I'm gonna, it on the take. I'm going to pop Cricket Australia here really? for an article that was on their website. Now I couldn't find out who wrote the article. It just said AAP. So I'm uh, not sure Associated what Associated Australian Press. Cool. So the name of the actual author 
was not on the article. No, and I know why it wasn't, because it was else. fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they didn't put their name to it. They wrote an article about mate versus mate on the CA website, mm. talking about how Hanscom and Bearstow played together for a season at fucking some shitty club, Yorkshire, I'd imagine. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was Yorkshire. Was it mate? Middlesex or... No, it was oh, Yorkshire. Yorkshire. They played a few games together. Yeah. It's like, then Hanscom yeah. just goes to the next test series. Yeah, yeah, It's not mate versus mate. It's not fucking state of origin. Yeah, yeah. All I was waiting for Gus Gould to pop out of my laptop screen. <laughs> mate versus mate, state versus state. <laughs> <laughs> Tidy it up, Cricket Australia. Fair dinkum. Don't be putting that dribble on the website. Uh, Last one. Oh, yes. Ben Stokes. Yeah. Don't Matthew, go and blow something. No. <laughs> okay. Matthew Hayden popped on Twitter uh, the yeah. other week, just in the lead up to the test, adding a bit of spice yeah. about how he didn't know who anyone was in the um, in the English team, and they're all sort of no name people and yeah. all that sort of thing, which is fine. I mean, that's what we say anyway. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, we don't wear stupid fucking hats, obviously, like he that's true. But you know, no, it's the same. Oh God. Anyway. Ben Stokes fires back on Twitter. The only thing he said on Twitter in the last fucking six months... This is the first thing he said since the apology to Katie Price for getting stuck in her retarded son. Fair income. He just come in and go, oh, isn't he meant to be a cricket pundit? You should know who the people are. Ben, you've got bigger problems, mate. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to stop getting pissed at Belton blokes. (laughs) Fair income. Tidy it up, old son. If you want to play cricket for your country, get off the piss and stop fucking Belton people. So, Ben can tidy it up. Oh, yeah. That's he right. can tidy a lot of things up, that guy. Oh, mate, he needs to tidy up a few things. Yeah, yeah. fair as I do, tend to agree with Stokes on that. No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the point's fine, but like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Like, just <laughs> let it slide, mate. Just yeah. say, oh, look, that one's through. You know you're in the public eye right now. Yeah. You are. Yeah. yeah. When it's someone pots your cricket team, or ex-cricket team, as it were, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just let it go through and just go, look, I could probably say something there, Yeah. but... I've got some issues at the moment. It's quite interesting that none of the people people that were actually mentioned by Matty Hayden wrote back. Yeah. None of the test side, all the squad, all the coaches. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because they've got a fucking test series to look forward to. This idiot is sitting at home going, I haven't punched anyone for four weeks. Oh, I better get into it. I've passed FIFA for the (laughs) 4,000th time, (laughs) so I've got nothing else Uh, better to do. Mate, if he he stopped belting blokes, he'd be here doing something about it. That's I wish, um, thank you, David. I wish that um, Maddie Hayden would uh, be off because uh, I can't stand contains who don't know players' names. It's just yeah, that's true. inexcusable. That's the point's valid. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'd like to see? Ben Stokes punch that fucking hat off his head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uppercutting out of his hat. <laughs> yeah, I saw talking about um, cricket commentary. I saw Triple M had one of their commentators doing some commentary from one of the pools at the game. Yeah, oh, Gus Wood. Yeah, yeah, Gus Wood. Don't know the bloke. It seems yeah. weird. He's um he's the jipper that is Hugh Jackman's mate from high school. Oh, that guy. And he's the guy who did like he went he did the show where he joined the Barmy Army. Then he did the show where he went to India and yeah, had an Indian yeah. guy like take him around Similar and to that stuff. He did a broad. It's like he did a broad cricket, basically. Yeah. yeah. Right. But that yeah. Indian one was a great fucking series. I like yeah. that. Yeah. So he, but so he's like he's he's like, he's on a radio show. He might be on like the Triple M equivalent or in Sydney, in Sydney, Sydney or Sydney Brisbane or something or some like shit. that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've got to now another segment for you. It's called. It's from a little book I've got called The Inside Edge, Rod Marsh ah, Diary of the 1982-83 Season of Cricket. And this chapter is called Unholy Smoke. Oh, hello. And Unholy the full-page picture that accompanies this chapter 
is a picture of Rod Marsh sitting on the grass in his whites and baggy green smoking a cigarette. Uh, oh, get around the man. That's so not even ripping bombs. Yeah, that's what no, I no. thought it would be. There has been much something. huffing and puffing about tobacco advertising and sport, particularly cricket. Let me say right from the outset that I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> B&H, Benson and Hedges Company, pour more than a million dollars a year into cricket in this country. Without it, the game would suffer, would surely suffer, and it would suffer most at... Grassroots level. So nothing changes. 82, 83, they were all very, very concerned about grassroots level. And then 2017, they're also worried about grassroots level. Mm. (laughs) Curious. Curious. What's all this bloke's fucking lawn, bud? Who wants grassroots? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Especially if you're allergic to grass seeds. Benjamin's Hedges money is used to pay players to provide for their provident fund and to offset ACB expenses. Take a million dollars plus from the coffers each year and players would have to take a pay cut or cricket administration at all levels would have to take a pay cut. Either way, it would upset the apple cart. Cricket itself would suffer all the way down to the basic development level. Oh, he didn't say grassroots again. That's disappointing. <laughs> It's all very well to say, quote, OK, go out and find another sponsor, someone not connected with the tobacco industry, end quote. But in the existing economic climate of the early 80s, I can't see multinational companies queuing up to endow the game with the sort of money Benson Hedges are contributing. Hmm, OK. I think it would be senseless to ban cigarette perimeter advertising on Australian cricket grounds. Tobacco ads have already been banned from television in this country, and I don't agree with that either. It's easy for me, being a smoker, to say that. But what does an advertising ban achieve? The anti-lobby argues that tobacco advertising encourages young people, kids, to smoke. Rubbish, I say. Kids start smoking for a variety of reasons. But one of them is not because the words Benson and Hedges Company are displayed on cricket ground fences. Does he say what those reasons are? No, he just says it's not. It's not because of the boundary fences. And if tobacco advertising is to be banned on health grounds, surely alcohol ads must suffer the same fate. Funny, isn't it, that no one seems concerned about the bulk advertising for the bigger, biggest killer of all, the motor car? That's it. Oh. Get around him. That's why oh. I don't drive, boys. It's <laughs> I love it. The biggest killer of them all. No, it's not. <laughs> the motor car. Maybe it was in 82. I don't know. But 200-something people died back in the old radio. Yeah, so it's the motor car. The yeah. motor car. Not even like, the motor car? What is this? Sort of roaring 20s? <laughs> He's in a motor car. It's a horseless carriage. Uh, those who would like to see tobacco advertising banned completely have suggested that the federal government should provide the money lost by the withdrawal of cigarette company sponsorship. This is simply not on. I see government's proper roles continuing to support amateur sport in Australia. I should not and cannot be expected to support the professionals too. Certainly, it's not going to support cricket to the tune of one and a half million a year. You can bet on that. Right. Uh, no one enjoys a cigarette more than John Edwards, the manager of the Australian team throughout the 82-83 summer. But John was forced to give away the habit for about eight or nine weeks during the winter following a road accident in his hometown of Melbourne. He swears that someone had shifted a lamp pole into the middle of the road when he was on his way home one night, and he's quite amazed the next day to find it had been shifted back to the footpath again. Anyway, John broke a rib, and it hurt him to cough. And seeing he was inclined to cough a little when he smoked, he did the logical thing and became a non-smoker. I love these Rod Marsh health tips. This is brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> so, judging by what happened 
by the lamppost, John might need to be a non-drinker too. Maybe, <laughs> yes. so this is why I look at the Very good yes. Maybe I need to get my license. Yeah. And then if I want to quit smoking, wrap my tree around a pole. Wrap your tree around a pole? Oh, sorry. Wrap my car around a pole. <laughs> <laughs> wrap my chest. And then therefore I can give up the darts. Yeah, yeah true. Gee, it's a long-winded one. But uh, yeah, from an expensive way, from experience of quitting ciggies, you cough shitloads yeah, as, like, you stop, yeah. as you stop. So yeah. I don't know if that would have helped. Kick off, Ross. Yeah, John Edwards doing very well too until WA had a smoke-free day just before the test in Perth. The idea of this state government-sponsored campaign was to encourage all smokers to give up the smokes for a day in the hope that some of them, at least, would find they could get along without a fag and give it away altogether. I think the original day came from the United States where results were apparently quite good. This is, you know, this is a different era, isn't it? Oh, I was anyway. about to say that exact same thing. Yeah. It's a different mm. era. Now we're like, call up a hotline and yeah. there's people here dedicated to helping you and then it's like, oh, maybe just try and quit for a day. <laughs> like, accidentally, deliberately forget your ciggies to work. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for a somewhat bizarre coincidence, the day of the smoke-out just happened to be the day Benson and Hedges hosted a luncheon at Perth's plus Sheraton Hotel to welcome the England tourists to our shores. It was also the day John Edwards became a smoker again, simply because he wasn't having any government telling him when he could or couldn't, should or shouldn't, light a cigarette. Ah, fascism! <laughs> Actually, John and his cigarettes provided one of the funniest incidents of the summer. It was during a tenth session of playing the Adelaide Test, John was trying to watch the game and do his bookwork at the same time. He took his pack of ciggies from one pocket, his lighter from another, took a cigarette from the pack, lit it, and put the lighted cigarette back in his pocket and the lighter in his mouth. <laughs> it was an hilarious scene and John escaped with nothing worse than a bit of fright <laughs> there you go and there's a picture of the drinks cart which is like a wheelbarrow sort of set up and the 12 men are pushing it out there and it's got a little umbrella over it and it's um, got Benson and Hedges on the side of it so there you go uh, so it's not the Wales vagina Gatorade cart that we have no, these days no it's not the Wales vagina no Marsh probably loved the sponsor because they probably gave him a carton like every oh, test. Yeah. What, yep. Apparently what oh, they used so. to do is just like have packets of cigarettes sitting in the change room. Oh, yeah. So you would just walk up and grab whatever you wanted to. Oh, yeah, so just oh, like mate. you walk in after going out and it's just a fresh deck sitting there. Yeah. So you just pick it up every day. You wouldn't have to go into the dunnies like BJ McCullough had to. Yeah, that's true. With that yeah. no-name bloke, yeah. Yeah, the guy. A yeah. couple of no-name Indian waiters. I couldn't remember that guy's name. That was a great <laughs> segment, Ross. Yeah. yeah. Work, oh, Ross. thank you. Well, when you have classic <laughs> chapters like that, that uh, <laughs> when the content's that, um, so good, it's not. It's hard uh, not to be good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Now I did notice that Damien Fleming's got a, a podcast, and he was reviewing that book as well. Yeah, yes, wasn't it? Oh, mate! So I think from what I can tell, they've just like him and Hodgie just did it as like an episode, and like actually oh, right. reviewed like they're oh, the doing like book. they're doing like a book review, like an actual book oh, review okay. segment. So I don't think they're doing what we're doing. Yeah, but it's very. Sus that yeah. like a week mm. after you read the first one out, all of a sudden they're reviewing it. I'm calling shenanigans. Let's get our yes. group handles out. Oh well, we move on though. It's time for listener feedback, and over to you, Mick. Yeah. Alrighty, so I'm looking forward um, to this. I haven't, yeah, I haven't so I've got our old, our good mate from the UK, uh, Denzel's giving me a bit more feedback. Mr. So I've Washington. actually got two from um, Mr. Washington. So I've got the one that I have in my hot little hand now, which was from. Uh, about a week or so ago, and I've got one that he sent me last night. So I'll get the week. I'll get the week ago one up first. Now then, lads, <laughs> I don't know how much English media you guys see, but no. it's starting to piss me off. 
<laughs> when do people taking the piss become such a huge obstacle to being, being able to do your job? It's getting totally overblown about how England players will have to deal with the abuse from Aussie crowds. It never hurt Mike Gaddy. Everyone always called him a fat cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Even his teammates. <laughs> Famously on the emergence of Warren, when Gat was bowled by the unplayable ball... In Shane's first test in England, and he's got in brackets, I think. But I think that's correct. Yeah, it was yeah. yeah. first ball. Yep. 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 First ball Gucci, Gucci, when asked for comments, said, I don't know if it was unplayable, but if it had been a pie, he'd have stopped it. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been grateful, Warren, too, not being the fat guy for once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even now, when Gadding is televised, even when Gadding is at a tele- televised match, they always show him in the pavilion tucking into an enormous slice of cake. It's <laughs> a big boy. Maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. today's players went through school in an age where ev- when any hurtful remark is considered bullying. At my school, there was a guy simply known as Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with his name or anything. <laughs> That's just what he was known as. I was called Prof because A, I wore glasses and B, Denzel Washington wasn't famous yet. <laughs> oh my God. There were barely enough insulting nicknames to go around for all the ginger tosses. <laughs> all England cricketers of the past had either grown up in a mining village or a boarding school, either of which would toughen them up. Oh, Aussies yeah. might be mean, but they're not going to choke your dad to death on cold dust or fuck you in the ass after that Latin class <laughs> and show you get in trouble if you say anything. <laughs> I was going to mention the bastardisation in the, in the boarding school. Oh, let's get this gypsy on the podcast. Uh, oh, no. I'd say the Aussie Larrikin way is your big advantage in sport and life. You guys need to get your wowsers under control because you're giving our... Okay, what's that word? Puritans, yeah. Oh, yeah. You give me our Puritans idea, ideas about lifestyle laws and all that. Uh, and watch yeah. out because before you know it, your lot will implement the thought police bullshit we've got and you guys won't be allowed to be rude to people anymore. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> A man of your own heart, Are you sure <laughs> are you sure this was sent in to you, Mick? You didn't write it? <laughs> <laughs> Um, in conclusion, if our chaps can't take what you blokes dish out, they don't deserve to win, and it'll be society's fault. If that, ha- <laughs> if that happens, I plan to re- take revenge on society, as only the English know how, by making a small huffing noise, rolling my eyes and muttering, this country, under my breath. Well, <laughs> Cheers, D. As only the English know how, by going and pinching shitloads of yeah. land off people. Yeah. Alright, so that was, yeah, so he sent that a couple of weeks ago when there was all the bullshit about because there's worries that if Soaks does come out, the crowds will turn. Oh, yeah, and there's Soaks, all this yeah. bullshit about the cauldron yeah. that is the gavok. Oh, people were talking like, um, about that. They actually were asking Stuart Broad about getting booed yesterday. He loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, and he yeah. said, he goes, oh, he goes, I wasn't booed as loud as Joe Root was. <laughs> and then he's like, he goes, you know what? He goes, I don't mind. He goes, because if they weren't booing me, it means I'm not doing anything. It means yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, he's so, one of the few, but it takes different personalities, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, one of those guys. And, different yeah. strokes of different blokes. Oh, Especially yeah. when you're pretty confident in your own ability like he is. Yeah. And he should be, because he's a good bowler. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to affect yeah. Anderson at all. Yeah. So, this was the feedback I got last night. Oh, hold on. A up, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I had a great joke ready for you, cunts, about how Australia continued their policy of warm-up games, whereby they only put out second-rate opposition against England. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. 
Then Steve Smith come out to bat. <laughs> yeah, it's not fair. Fucking hell. <laughs> I'd love to dislike that bloke, but I can't after that. It was awesome. Cheers, D. Yeah, I did. And yeah. that's how... This is how most Australians feel about Joe Root. You want to hate the guy, but you can't. Like, and that's, uh, that's the feedback we got from uh, Mr. Washington for the last couple of weeks. I'm loving this Denzel Washington segment. Yeah. He's, oh, a, he's a good jipper, I think. Yeah. It's adding a lot to our podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's great. He's, well, my, he's, he's my new segment. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> so we uh, hung out with uh, our number one sponsor, Jesse Bilkey, yeah. um, yeah. founder and creator of... <laughs> what are you doing that? But you're yeah. the, the only bloke whose company actually exists on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Frederick Harold Trump Company. Um, and his main feedback was the standard that we get all the time. It's about sound quality. Yeah. We told him to get fucked. <laughs> Which is our standard response. Yeah, 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 exactly. We don't care at all. I think he said you didn't cop it enough on the podcast. You need to cop more. Oh, uh, yeah, no. I think it was the exact opposite. <laughs> we can run with that. Yeah, That's not right. how I heard it. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Well, two, pe- two people yeah. against one, so I'm outvoted there, I guess. It was nice to catch up with the gypsy. That was the first time I'd met him. Yeah, he's yeah. a really nice man. So. Oh, lovely fella. Yeah. Yeah. And we also... Um, oh, sorry. Go, 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 go. Oh, sorry. We also caught up with uh, Mid-Off. Podcast number one tram driver, yeah, Jimmy Grant, yeah. come and uh, caught up with us as well. I think he's he a tram driver. Alex, yeah, yeah, he's a tram driver. He is, yeah. <laughs> I think he said um, yeah. Alex doesn't cop it enough on the podcast, so you need to give him more. Shit. Yeah, I remember that as well. I think yeah. he actually definitely said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah so good. good to see that a bit of a fan meetup. Which is, yes. we, have, we always talk about how we have one fan, and we met up with our one fan and fan. Yes, jeez, that was. We might have to. Fellas. Look at doing a live recording, a live episode, maybe as the summer heats up. Oh, oh, no. I reckon we'll fair function room, right? Or hire at the forum, mm. I yeah. think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe. It's, it's I, 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 I think it would be play, like. Played him at Crowns, got nothing much on Oh, yeah, sure, that'd be yeah. good. The yeah, band we'll room at the Croxton Park Hotel, it'll be yeah. free, won't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to host that show, Ross, just because I want to walk on stage and say, hey, you going, cunts? the first line. Fair enough. Well, if there's no more listener feedback or anything else to say... Tip Mads has said bullshit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Assumedly. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if he didn't say us... it, he's thinking it right there. Mm. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's good. That brings <laughs> us to a close. We're on all social media and podcast platforms. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook and Twitter at Midoff Cricket on our website, midoffcricketpodcast.wix.com slash home. Keep the feedback coming. Our next podcast will be in a fortnight on December the 9th. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening. That wasn't too shit, boy. See you, Ross. Oh, see you, Ross.